on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. Here it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Yeah, g'day everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse right around Australia. Great to have your company wherever you might be tuning in. Masters done and dusted, a full wrap of that coming up. Uh, plenty of other stuff to get through, mm. but Mark Allen is here as he is each and every week. My name's Julian Bayard. Great to uh, great to be with you, Mark. Good on you, Jules. Nice to see you. Yes. And I've still got a bit of a Masters glow happening. I mean, you yeah. think back to the tournament, it was ridiculous. I know you've spoken about it this week, and I certainly have as well. Just to see two players... It doesn't happen very often in, in tournament golf, let alone the Masters, which in reality is golf's grand final That's now, it. isn't it? Yes. I, I think it is. Yeah. Um, even though it's probably the weakest field of all the majors, it's still the grand final. Mm-hmm. But to see two players in the last group play reasonably well, so they both shot three under, yeah. uh, get to the last hole all tied up, play that hole well and hit two shots close you just don't see that no. in tournaments, no. let alone the grand final. And just you know, Justin Rose, I thought he had a beautiful putt. Oh, I thought so too. I thought he had a beautiful putt, a beautiful yeah. stroke. Sergio's putt was poor. Yeah, I it thought. looked terrible, didn't it? <laughs> he said he had a good putt, and I kind of believe him because yeah. I think I think he misread it. If you, I think yeah, well, I think there's a bit of that. Yeah. I also think that if you hit those putts, the tiniest little wobble at the start, yeah, makes them look bad. Mm. And maybe he got a wobble. I don't know. Maybe I was just pulling for him. <laughs> but, you know, to, it, it was just tension-filled eagles. Oh. Yeah, even when how, – how's the thing? So, he, Sergio Garcia hits the driver and the eight iron. <laughs> Unbelievable how far he's hitting the ball with a low fade around Augusta. Extraordinary. Uh, driver and eight iron the 15. It lands six inches short of the hole right in line. I mean, imagine if the albatross – imagine if he holds an eight iron for an albatross, mm. slam dunks it or something. Mm-hmm. Crazy. He hits that shot. And Justin Rose birdies, which, you know, we forget about. Mm-hmm. Then they get up on the next hole. Sergio hits an amazing shot in. And so does Justin Rose. And then Justin Rose birdies. So even though the Eagle, you speak about it, you remember it because he won, Justin Rose going birdie, birdie. Yeah, phenomenal. Was phenomenal. Yeah. Ridiculous golf. And then he did the right thing on 17. You know, he hit it in the front trap. He had a fluffy lie. That, that could have been the last, the last thing you want to do is hit it over the back. Of seventeen in that with that pin position, you can't afford to risk it, and he's probably counting on a tiny little flyer, and it just probably just didn't pop off the club like he thought it was going to be. Found himself at the front trap. It's a reasonable bugger shot in the situation and misses the putt. Yeah, and they go down that last hole all tied up. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, the tournament start to finish, I thought was brilliant. Yeah, even with the bad weather, even though they didn't play the par three competition, well, it added something different. The bad weather, I, I quite enjoyed it because yeah. it created. It almost was a two separate tournaments. It was yeah. the first two days where they had to play so differently from what they would normally have played. Yeah. And then the last two days, no wind, perfect weather. Yeah. Just unbelievably good golf for scoring. Yeah. And they had to scramble around the first two days. It was just unbelievable. I loved it. Now, Absolutely loved it. Let's go back to that. You've just, you've just twigged me. Yeah. Let's go back to round one. Yeah. Charlie Hoffman. Yeah. So far this year, <laughs> there have only been... Two rounds that have been nine plus nine shots better or more than the tournament average, and that was Adam Hadwin's fifty-nine. Yep. 
That was 10 shots better than the average score of the day, 10.02 shots better. So basically 10 shots better. The the average score on that day was 69. Mm-hmm. Justin Thomas's 59 yes. was 9.25 shots better than the field average. Charlie Hoffman's 65, 9.98 strokes. Now, so he's only ten shots better, Marco. Factor in the field, <laughs> right? Factor in the field. So there's some, you know, some poor golfers getting well, around. There, was, yeah. there are. Yeah. So still, for Charlie Hoffman, sixty-five. Let's 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 take a full shot off it. Yeah. It was still nine shots better than the field average mm. for the day. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. That sixty-five. I think it's the best first round of a tournament, um, a Masters tournament. Yeah, that we've ever seen. I, I think without, so without doubt. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, whoever who shot the sun shot a sixty nine. That was unbelievable. Who was that? Was it um, McGirt? Yeah, I reckon McGirt might have shot a sixty nine or a seventy. He might have shot the seventy. McGirt shot a seventy. Yeah, someone else shot a sixty nine. Then Ricky Ricky Fowler as well. He came out and just tore the joint apart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, just incredible. Unbelievable. And, you know, the Masters organization was great. What did you make? Yes. Of the Sergio Garcia ball moving, remember on mm, 13? Mm. I mean, I, I saw it a couple of times, and if the ball moved, I'm not really here, I don't think. It might have moved half a millimetre or a millimetre, yeah. just sinking into the into the pine straw when he was trying to get some pine straw out of the way. But, I mean, as close as they got, there's no way he could ever do it. Yeah. And made the par there too, by the way. Yeah. That was incredible. That was. He got up and down for the par, uh, Justin Rose... It just lost a little momentum there, and, mm-hmm. and Sergio picked some up. So, just that back nine, it's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. It's as good a TV as you can watch. It's the extraordinary. Back nine of the Masters on Sunday. And I don't, really, you know, I think the guys who went out and tried to attack it, like you know, Adam Scott was cl- clearly trying to attack it. Gee, I thought out, he was. I thought he was coming. Pulled out. Thought he was coming, Marco. He, that the second hole, as far as Adam Scott hits it, is a par four, and he made a five there. Yeah. And then the third hole, you know. Sergio Garcia and Justin Rose both hit drivers on that tee as well and it finished up short. Adam Scott hit his driver through the green there. Mm. Through the green, hit a good chip and then missed this three-footer straight up the hill. Yep. Missed the hole. Yeah. Bad putt, bad read, whatever you like. It was mm-hmm. bad. And that was basically it for Adam. Yeah. The par on the second and a par on the third after driving it through the green. Master's gone. Yeah. He just, I don't know, what the, he's just he just doesn't. Anytime there is a chance to score, he just doesn't have the ability to pull the shots off, whether it's hitting a wedge close, hitting a chip close, or holding a, a short part, or even just a 10-footer. He just does not have the ability to hold or execute the scoring shots when it's needed, Adam yep. Scott. Now, Marco, I want to ask you, is Adam Scott got every right to be completely filthy after the Masters? Um, about what? About old mate, and you you created headlines around the world this week. By the way, haven't got to you yet. Yeah, um, old mate Stuart uh, Haggistad. Is that how I pronounce his name, Marco? The leading, the supposed leading amateur at at uh, Augusta. Clearly, clearly anchoring his Cle- putter. Absolutely, and got away with it. Um, unbelievable, mate. And so did Bernard Langer. And I'm, yes. I'm glad you brought it up. I, I, I mean, I'd had enough of it. And so did Ian Woosnam. Mm. Now, the, the rule, do you know what the rule says? The rule says you went... So tell people what right, tell me what we're talking about. All right, so with the broomstick putter, yep. with the broomstick putter, with the belly putter, you know, when the once upon a time you hold it like a normal putter yep. and the end of the shaft is actually stuck into you, that was that was 
crooked. Yeah, I mean, that was that was dodgy. That was as dodgy <laughs> as dodgy. That was as, as bad. But when you use a broomstick putter and your hand is anchored to your sternum, yeah, that's just that's just as bad. So the rules were changed to where you weren't allowed to even have your bicep close to your chest or your mm-hmm. ribcage. So if you're in the car at the moment, if you're at home, put your left arm and put just jam your bicep or your tricep up against your ribcage. You're not allowed to do that either. Mm. And the rules state that you're not allowed to accidentally brush your shirt because that kind of is the giveaway. The arms are supposed to be free and loose. Yeah. But these players aren't doing that. And it's wrong. Yeah. It's so bad. I mean, they are literally cheating in front of our eyes. And the Masters tournament and the USGA and the RNA did nothing about it. I knew I made headlines. See, I didn't make headlines around the world, did well, I? I knew I made headlines. I saw it on Yahoo's. Uh, was it Yahoo? Sorry. Saw it on news.com.au, yeah, Fox yeah. Sports News, yeah. SEN, yeah. Yahoo. You can't do it, mate. The New Daily. Good. What's um, the New Daily? I don't know. Just, just Googled your name. Right, on, good. <laughs> hey, look, so it might, worldwide might be a little stretch, but oh, I'm yeah. saying worldwide. Oh, good. Yeah. But clearly cheating. And you know what, you know what it does yeah. when this happens? It's a bit like muralithlerin yes. bowler. I mean, just knock it on the head at the start That's it. and the problem's solved. They haven't done this now. So now now you're allowed to... Now you're... From what we've seen, they basically saying you're allowed to cheat within the rules. Yep. So you're not allowed to anchor and we made this rule up, but you guys don't worry about it. You, you just keep on going. Bernard, Bernard, you're fine. You're 59 years old and you're winning 10 master champions tournaments a year. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Fine. What, what, what we said we do, don't worry about it. And what it robs uh, our mate, Curtis Luck, of is a stellar final year as an amateur. Well, US amateur, um, Asia Pacific amateur champion, mm-hmm. and now he, he's come Korean second. Masters. He, he, I mean, I think no. that pedigree. Yeah. Think of the pedigree. So when he goes to the sponsors mm-hmm. and he turns pro the second after the tournament, well done for making the cut, by the way. Absolutely. But, and, and well done for winning. Like He's the real winner. <laughs> he's the real winner of of the low amateur of the Masters. Um, imagine going to the sponsors. Here is this kid. Yeah. Turning pro tomorrow. US amateur champ, Asia Pacific amateur champ, and... The Masters leading amateur. It, it just adds a. I'm not, I'm not going to say it adds a zero, but yeah. God, it, it adds a significant. <laughs> it adds a significant number. Yeah. Like we hear stories like Jason Day when he turned pro. You know, the stories are that he's making four hundred thousand. He's getting a hundred thousand US quarterly. You know, off TaylorMade or whoever mm-hmm. his big sponsor was at the time. Um, they're big numbers. Yeah. So. Jason didn't have the pedigree that Curtis Luck does, although Jason was always, like, I don't think Jason was always going to be a star with the way he played the game. Curtis is probably trailing as far as the mm-hmm. golf swing is concerned uh, compared to Jason Day, but as far as uh, chipping and putting and presence, Curtis Luck's probably got him covered at, at the same age, but, you know, you really do need to be a brilliant hitter of the golf ball uh, to, to survive in the top 50 in the world. Yep. But that's, it's going to cost him one way or another. Curtis Luck. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pathetic. The Masters, the Masters people, the Masters organisers, the chair people there, they're having a horrible run. A bad <laughs> they make run. a decision, Marco. Well, of course they do. I mean, here's their chance. So now listen, lad, we know you've won the mid-amateur with this putting stroke, yeah. but you're not going to win our tournament cheating. Yeah. 
You're not. Yeah. These rules are here so people like you yeah. don't take advantage of the field. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sorry. We've been watching what you do, and you can't do it anymore, That's lad. Right. So there needs to be a clear gap. You are not allowed to have any part of your arm while you're using this method, a sweeping method. You are not allowed to do it. And see how he goes, because he won't put any good from this point Wonderful. forward. There is no possible way. Yeah. Remember remember when Adam Scott was thinking about putting a knob on his shirt? <laughs> Do you remember that? There was talk of Adam Scott beating the system by anchoring his hand, not to his body, but to a knob on his shirt. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous situation. You can't putt. You can't putt with that broomst <laughs> method. You can't putt anywhere near with any kind of accuracy and precision whatsoever if there is no anchoring. Yeah. The only work. way the only way you can do it if there is anchoring. These guys are anchoring yeah. right in front of our eyes and ripping other players off and I'm telling you Champions Tour people are just filthy. Yeah. with what's going on with Bernard Langer. Filthy. Mm-hmm. And so should Curtis Lark. He should be filthy too. So yep. he's not going to be filthy outwardly, but you and I can be for We'll him. be filthy on yeah. behalf of everyone else. Yeah, he shouldn't cheat. Uh, a couple of highlights I want to talk about from that back nine. Yeah. Firstly, Matt Cooch's hole-in-one. Sensational. Uh, I think it's the 11th yeah. hole-in-one on that hole in the last 14 years yeah. of the Masters. I Brilliant. think the I really like it because of the way they put that pin in the same spot. Yeah. And you clearly just hit it into the bank, and yep. it's going to run past. It's going yep. to run down to the hole every yep. time. Yep. And if you get it online, it's going in. Yes. No, <laughs> it, it's brilliant. And yeah. they, they do that with the par three tournament. Yeah. On it, and it was a shame it wasn't on this year, but yeah. they do the same thing where the, the ball just funnels down towards the hole if yeah. you get it in the right area. Yeah. It's so good, yeah. and that that's you know smart. At it's the good start, for the, those those early holes, you just got to hang on mm. and maybe fluke a birdie somewhere. You know, par the first, you've done well. Yeah. Get a birdie on the second, knock it on in two and two part. You know, it's hard to get up and down that spot. The third, short little hole, but I tell you what, you make a three there, you've done well. Mm-hmm. And then you just hang on. Four, you hang on. Five, you hang on. Six, you hang on. Seven, get a good drive away and hang on. Mm-hmm. Eight, par five. And if you don't make birdies in the right place, hopefully you just get through that front nine, one under, mm. and then you've got. 13 in your back pocket. You've yep. got 15 in your back pocket. And if you hit a good shot on 16, it can come down very close to the hole and who knows what happens That's right. uh, on, on the last day. Yep. And then if you sneak a bit, all you've got to do is hold a long putt somewhere else and you, all of a sudden you've had four birdies in the back nine, you've made a charge and you win the thing. Yeah. So the way it sets that's up, what it's I thought, brilliant. I thought that's what was going to happen to our man, Adam Scott, Marco. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen. What did he... Oh, what I, he birdied uh, 13, birdied 14, and then bogeyed 15. I thought... Having a crack at 15, Marco, I thought, here he is. Chance for an eagle. Knock one in here. Suddenly he's within a shot. Yeah. Making a charge. No. Straight in the water. 73, yeah. That's it. 73. <laughs> um, 73, no good. And the other one uh, I want to talk about, the, obviously, the, the big highlight of the whole tournament was the eagle from Garcia on uh, on yeah. 15. Love the vision, the camera work, the angles with the stand in the background. Oh, yeah. With everyone just jumping up on their feet. Yeah. It was like it was like a World Cup final yeah. in extra time. Yeah, That's yeah. how nuts the crowd was going. Yeah, can uh, you imagine the roars going around there? <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah, the, the, what was interesting? They said it was like over four hundred holes, and he hadn't had an eagle at Augusta. When I saw, first saw the stat, I thought it must have been his last four hundred holes on tour or something. Yeah, it was actually just at Augusta, <laughs> so he hadn't made an eagle at Augusta <laughs> for something like I don't know forty rounds, yeah. forty-five rounds of golf. What a time! Yeah, what a time. Um, he had a he had a practice round with Ben Crenshaw. 
Yep. How many people know this? He had a, he, and I don't think it was at Augusta, or it might have been at Augusta, but whatever it was, he had a practice round, and Ben Crenshaw told him not to change his game. So so many players remember they, you know, they practiced the high draws mm-hmm. leading into Augusta. Ben Crenshaw told him not to do it, and he told him a few places to miss. And Sergio was clearly, clearly hitting low fades, which is his stock shot. Low fades the whole week. That follow through was just beautiful. Um, he holds some putts when he needed to. But he was clearly the best from tee to green, in my eyes, for the entire week. I mean, it was magnificent what he did. And and he's another guy um, who's now bucked the trend of trying to hit high fa- you know, high draws around yeah. the corners. I think that, that low fade with his golf ball, you know, the low fade gets you so far these days, you don't have to worry about it. Yep. And if you want to draw, get the three wood out. And he was doing that beautifully. Mm-hmm. You know, when he wanted to draw, he was just drawing it with the three wood. He didn't do such a good job on the tenth. He had a <laughs> shocking drive with his three wood off the tenth. I mean, it was my two hundred and fifty yards, mm-hmm. so two hundred twenty five meters left. Um, and almost, you know, remember, he hit it up in the yep. in the trees. You don't know, see so he hit two days in a row. He hit it in two, the trees, exactly the same shot in the bush, not trees. He was in the bushes, <laughs> yeah. and both both days got got his little bit of luck. Yeah. Those bushes are about 40 metres short of the green, mind you. Yeah. Two shocking shots. They were. So it didn't work, but he stock shot. It's possible to play his golf at Augusta and win. Yeah. And probably, I think probably all the other times he's probably been trying to hit the draw. His record at Augusta is shocking. Mm-hmm. When he first turned up at Augusta, he thought the golf, golf course was made for him. He used to hit draws. But as he got stronger and as his arm stayed further in front of his body and he became a more complete player, he found that hitting the low draw was his shot. And hit yeah, a low draw for him is quite a high fade. A, lo- yeah. a low fade for him is quite a high fade for everybody else. Um, but the low fades are the way that he should play. Ben Crenshaw told him not to change, and he didn't. He came out and played unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah incredible stories, incredible storylines all the way through. And again, to do it on Seve's 60th birthday. I mean, come on. Stop it. Ca- come on. <laughs> uh, you know, the stars align sometimes in sport. Got to get to a break, but um, Dustin Johnson... Let's feel for him. I mean, we spoke about it last. He's won. Week. <laughs> he he won three tournaments in a row, coming into the Masters. Yeah. Two of them were World Golf Championship events, where they're the best fields in golf. The guy was red hot. I, I got told that he was having trouble turning the ball right to left in the practice rounds, but that's where you want to have your trouble. Yeah. When you're world number one, you can fix that. It was perfect. The guy was going to win. <laughs> Uh, stiff, yeah, yeah, stiff, stiff, stiff. I, wonder, I haven't heard any reports. Have you heard any reports? No, how he's nothing, back nothing. He was probably good two days later. Have a look in the. He break. went to the he went to the driving range and he was able to swing at seventy percent. Yeah, but he just didn't want to risk it, so he didn't play. Yeah, I would have loved. I mean, you feel for him, and you don't want him to do a permanent injury. Yeah, but can you imagine him going out there as good as he is, yeah. just having to hit half shots around the <laughs> golf course, and and like chip it around his just through chip it around and just see how you go. Around that course, it'd be amazing to see how you go. You'd probably shoot a pretty low score. It'd be a good experiment. Yeah, it? I mean, here's a here's a place. Here he here he is. He probably can't hit his driver. Yeah, and he's got to chip his three wood around at seventy percent. Yeah, and he has to, otherwise he's going to hurt himself. Yeah. It would be a good experiment to watch. Yeah, probably, um, probably still wins. <laughs> it'd be funny on those shots where he's got to launch one high just to get it close where he then he'd have to hit his six iron to the left of the green and try and two putt on those shelves and yeah. things like that like the members have to do <laughs> that'd be funny yeah he, he'd probably shoot 78 yeah probably be good to watch though it'd be good to watch all yeah, right we're gonna get to a break want to talk about um some of the players who didn't get the job done and yep. haven't got the job done in majors marco because you got a list top 10 well golf digest did a good thing this week uh, they put out because oh, sergio is now off yes. the list 
nice nice list to get your name off. That's but right. uh, we'll give you Golf Digest's list of the best ever players or the best current players ever to never win a major. Yep. That's coming up next. That's coming up. Stick around. This is the Clubhouse. We'll be back right after this. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. It is the Clubhouse. Great to have your company right across the country as we talk all things golf. Mark Allen, Julian Bayard here in the studio. Marco, my favourite player, yeah, Ricky Jesus. Fowler. Ricky Fowler. Love him. On the list. Love him. On this list. On this list. And right now, by the way, are you on, you're not on Snapchat, are you? No, I'm not on Snapchat. Have you what seen the hell any is? of the videos about Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas? and uh, No. What's all the going boys on? Down at, uh, I thought Snapchat. 2K17 uh, spring break. 2K17. You heard, you heard about this? No. Jump, jump on one of the websites during the week. They'll show the videos of the boys. Oh, 2K17 is fancy for 2017. Spring break, 2017. And they're all going... They're all, they all go down, play golf, shirts off, ride carts around, and they film the whole thing. Drinking and having fun. And it's right. Great. It's good Snapchat. Yeah. It's good to watch. Why can't they put it on Twitter? Uh, what does Snapchat do? It goes and then you can't see it again. No, nah, because they put it. Uh, I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> don't explain it to me. Don't. I they put don't want to know. So you can watch it again and again. Okay. Yeah, that's great. It's like a little. It's like a video. Snapchat. So, yeah. Get on it, Marco. No. Yeah. Twitter's enough. Twitter, <laughs> and we're on the family Instagram, and that's it. Family Instagram. Yeah. Family Instagram. Nice. That is it, just That's for it. the folks. Hey, what, um, now, but he's the on the list. He's now, on this list, this list. Let's tell people what the list is if they've just joined us. The 10 best players never to win a major. Currently. The currently, currently, currently getting around because yep. I'm really happy that probably the greatest ever player never to win a major is Colin Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And that makes me really happy. Yep. Bad luck, Colin. Now, do you want to start a, do you want me to start a 10? I'll go yeah, yeah, a 10. yeah. So this yeah. is the list that golf.com put out right, yeah. during the week. Yeah, we've got a little paragraph on each I one. do. So number right. 10, Ian yep. Poulter. The fourth Englishman on this list. Pulse comes close, came, came close in 2008, finishing second at the Open Championship and again in 2013 with a tie for third. In total, he has eight major top 10s, 12 European Tour wins, including two WGC events and boasts a stellar Ryder Cup mm. record. Stellar Ryder Cup record. Um, he's been a factor in a few majors, but not many. Mm. But not many. Never been a factor at Augusta. Where's, where his best finishes have been? One of the Open? Uh, yeah, one of the Open where he finished uh, second. Yeah. yeah. So that's, 2008. I reckon he's a really weak number 10. I don't think. I think he's a very good player, and I'd yeah. love to have his record. Yeah, you know, we'd all love to have Ian Poulter's record, but I reckon there's probably stronger players. Yep. They're probably picking on Ian Poulter there. All right, number nine? Number nine, Paul Casey. Yeah, he's a gun. Paul Casey uh, never managed to break through on the PGA Tour with just one win, but he owns 13 European Tour mm. titles. He's posted nine top tens in majors and was ranked as high as third in the World Golf Rankings back in 2009. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, I think he's a much stronger candidate than... Poulter, I think yeah. his record speaks for itself. Although he's only had one win in the States, but the yep. 13 you mentioned on Europe, that's very strong that's these days. That yeah. is good. Um, number eight, KJ Choi, Korea's <sighs> greatest male golf star, can claim eight PGA Tour victories, including the 2010 Players' Championship and a dozen or so minor wins in Asia. He has six top tens in majors, Marco. Yeah, no, that's $31.9 million. We all thought... Places. We all thought KJ was going to be the first Asian player to ever win a major yep. uh, until Wai Yang came along and beat Tiger Woods on the back nine. First time that had ever happened where Tiger took a lead in mm-hmm. and someone beat him and it was Wai Yang. But um, 
KJ Troy, he, he was a factor in many, many tournaments, yeah. you know. I think he led a he led a Masters on the back nine. Yeah, I reckon he did too. Or yeah. at least on the front nine, somewhere along the yeah. way. But yeah, I agree with that. He's a strong player um, and always seemed to play well, the big ones. Number seven, Brent Snedeker. Good one. Eight tour wins, eight top tens in majors in the past 10 years. Hmm. $31.8 million in PGA Tour earnings, uh, which is the sixth place in all time among those who have yet to win a major. Yeah, strong. Well done. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever win a major either. He's got a, a pretty good record at the Masters. Yeah. I he always seems to be contending right up there yeah. on the final day. You know what? You know what I say? He's a pop putter. He's a popper. Yeah. Very rare. Gary Player was a pop putter. It's almost like you're hitting punch shots with your putter. Yeah. He's got a really short backswing and he pops them. And I just don't think they're conducive, that 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 style of putting, mm-hmm. on really fast greens. Yeah, like I, I think his best chance to win a major will be at the British Open, where the greens probably run at ten. Yeah, but when they're running at thirteen, fourteen, like they do in majors, U.S. Open, Masters, PGA probably gets up to eleven or twelve. Um, I just don't see him being. I don't when it, when it comes time to hold those twenty footers, I just mm. the, the popping won't help him. Yeah, he'll end up trying to pop. To, to get them close instead of stroking them in. Yep. So, I, look, that's that's my view anyway. Yep. Number right six, on. Luke Donald, ranked third in PGA Tour earnings of all time without a major with $35 million. Owns uh, five PGA Tour wins, including a WGC match play title in 2011 and six other European Tour victories. Eight top tens in majors. And a former world number, number one, one that they didn't put on there. No, any- they did, they did. I they did? Read it. Oh, yep. on, right <laughs> yeah. So anytime you're a former world number one and you haven't got a major next to your name, yep. that's you're serious. Yep. We, we are seriously talking about you as a best player ever, never to win a major. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting to the serious ones now. Number five, my man, Ricky Fowler. Representing the 20-something generation of players just getting started in the major chase. Fowler owns five top fives in majors since 2011. Four of them came in 2014. It's impressive. Curiously, he hasn't had another since, though he did record a dramatic Players' Championship win in 2015 yeah. and has several international victories against Strong. No, very good. You win Players' Championships and that one year where he finished top five in every single major... Yeah, he needed to trip over the line, one of those, mm. and who knows where we, you know, how what happens now. This is what I was saying about Sergio um, to you a little earlier. Is is that if Sergio beat Tiger Woods in one of those, you know, dog fights, but particularly the the, the first one when he was nineteen, and he was jumping up, running up to see where the ball finished. Like if he somehow won that tournament, he might have won eight or nine. Yeah, and Tiger might have only won twelve. Yeah. You know, who who knows? It might have been those two. You know. Mm going at each other for a long time, but it never happened. And it just didn't quite happen for Ricky Fowler there, where he yep. had that fantastic year in the majors. Yep. Number four, Steve Stricker. At age 50, the ever-popular Strick now yeah. splits his time between the PGA and the Champions Tours, yet there was uh, tied for 16th, uh, mm. 2017 Masters. Yeah. He owns 12 PGA Tour wins, two FedEx Cup playoff events and is $42 million on the PGA Tour. Yeah, 50 years old, playing seniors events, probably cooked to win a major. Yeah. In fact, cooked. He's not going to win a major. Okay. He's not. There you go. Number unless, three. Unless it's a senior US Open championship. <laughs> right. Number three, Matt Kuchar. Kuch did win an old-fashioned major, the 1997 US Amateur. But as a professional, he has eight top tens in majors, including a tied for third, a tied for eighth, a tied for fifth, and a tied for fourth. I'm interested in four to know the how past much six masters. I'm all, uh, what was that? Fourth, the last six. So he's gone a tied third, tied eighth, tied fifth, tied fourth in four of the past wow. six masters tournaments. No, that's strong. 
That's strong. What about uh, how much career money has he earned? Tossing a bronze medal at the 2016 yeah. Rio Olympics and $38 million <sighs> in career PGA tour, uh, tour earnings, second only to Steve Stricker among those without a major. He's yeah. clearly due. That's what they say, clearly due. Clearly due. due. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a strong one. Now, he performs well in the majors, and uh, I reckon the US Open, where you've got to hit it straight, I think that's probably his best chance. Yeah. Number two, Thomas Bjorn. Thomas Bjorn? Denmark's all-time greatest player and the captain of the 2018 European Ryder Cup team owns 15 wins on the European Tour, eight top tens in majors, including top five, uh, five times, and a heartbreaking tied for second at the 2003 Open Championship where he led by two shots with three holes to play. He should have won that one. I think Tiger got him, didn't he? Was it Tiger beat him? No, who? Someone. We'll look. We'll look into it. Mm -hmm. But no, he shouldn't be on the list. Good player. But doesn't belong on this list. Yeah. Anyway, number two. That's, you know what that is? That's Golf Australia. That, that, sorry, that's Golf, golf. Digest or Golf dot com. Just putting a bit of a needle in because he's yeah. the captain of the Ryder Cup. <laughs> that's what they're doing. There. Yeah. Mungles. <laughs> Love it. Righto. Number one. Who's number one? Have I got a drum roll? Uh, yes, I do. Well done. <laughs> Who do you reckon? Um. Well, Colin Montgomery's gone. Uh, do you tell me? Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood. The 43-year-old Englishman tops our list for his 25 combined wins on the PGA and European tours. A number one ranking in October 2010. 18 top 10s in majors over the past 25 years. 13 top 10s in majors over the past 10 years. And an amazing 11 top fives in majors overall. And three runner-up finishes. Clearly. Number one. Clearly number one. Yeah. He is clearly the best performed player in majors to never win a major. Yep. Even Colin Montgomery. Colin Montgomery won eight money titles in a row in Europe, yep. eight in a row, but he didn't have uh, the the rap sheet that Lee Westwood has in majors. Yeah. No way. That's a phenomenal record to never crazy, win. Crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. And, yep. and a performer. A performer in majors and just didn't quite get past yep. um, the guys who held won the won over trophy. last week. Yeah. Won over. Came third in Tiger's last major uh, victory at uh, Torrey Pines. Oh, he was. For a while there, he was. He was coming second and third and, you know, top fives a lot. Got to world number one, basically off all those top five finishes and majors and just never cleaned one up. Yeah. What a shame. Oh, well. That's good list. For, that's, yeah, it's a good list. Good list. I wish Colin Montgomery was on there just for old time's sakes. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> oh, well. We're going to get to a break, Mark. I want to talk. You are back on the golf course. We're going to talk about that. Right. Thanks. This is the Clubhouse right around Australia. In your life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Yeah, it's great to have your company right across Australia. This is the Clubhouse. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here as well. Marco, was it Thomas Peters you picked? Yeah, I did. Gee, I thought he was a chance. How about his opening nine? Five under through, sorry, he was four under through nine. Five under after the first ten holes. It was impossible. (laughs) That score was impossible, what he did. Then he woke up. And yeah. ended up, uh, what he ended up, uh, probably 71 or 72. 70, shot 72. That included a double bogey on 18, a bogey on 15, a double, double bogey, bogey on 12, 12, a bogey on 11. Yeah. After being 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 under through 10. Five, it was impossible. Yeah. 5 under through 10 mm. that first day was a joke. Yeah. Absolute joke. And performed pretty strongly on the last day, too. He shot um, 68. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's a very, very good player. Won the NCAAs, Thomas Peters, mm-hmm. uh, from. Um, Where's he from? Belgium. So he went across and played um, up in Illinois, the University of Illinois, I yep. reckon he was. So 
Yeah, a lot of the European players, it's very good for them to do that because even though it's even though it snows up north in America, they get to play so much more golf. And the tournaments are red hot. Yeah. So the best thing I ever did was go to Texas Tech as far yeah. as my golf is concerned. I went from playing against 3% of the world's best juniors here in Australia to playing against 75% of the world's best juniors overnight. Yeah. And what it does for you mentally and what it does, you see the other habits and you're playing with good kids all the time. You, you raise your expectations. You raise everything. Mm-hmm. You learn from others very, very quickly. You know, you're not learning from... You're not trying to learn from blokes who aren't too bad. Yeah. You're trying to you're learning from guys who are shooting sixty fours. You know, you turn up and you shoot your seventy two, seventy three, and it just <laughs> who cares, mate? <laughs> who cares? You gotta shoot low scores very, very quickly in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the courses are set up so you can. Yeah. That's but it's a different mindset. But you know, Peter's doing that, I reckon probably changed his life as well. And winning absolutely. an NCAA NCAA champion. He's got all the tools. Six yeah. foot five, hits it absolutely miles, great swing. Um, looks like he Belongs probably got a bit nervy. Uh, yeah, I think the so. Masters yeah. Pro- probably got a bit nervy. Probably looked at the scoreboard and went, "Whoa!" Yeah, he, <laughs> he, after ten holes, he made enough money to um, get a membership. So he got a temporary a membership. Yeah, he got a temporary membership. So you'll you'll see his name over in the states a little bit more. He he belongs in America. He, mm. His game is built for yeah. America. So yeah. watch that. Watch hey, watch for that. Now, um, I heard that you're back on the course. Yeah, I've been playing for the last three weeks. Um, I tell you what, that back injury has changed me. Has it? Yeah, it has. Yeah. You know, I, I never used to stretch. I never used to do any of that sort of stuff. <laughs> I never used to. But the guy, and for, if you've never heard the program, if you're just joining us for the first time, I was practicing for the Victorian Open, mm-hmm. um, and I ended up hurting my back badly. Raking uh, leaves. I was raking way. leaves one way, playing golf the other. Uh, I ended up getting a CAT scan. I had one bulging disc right at the bottom pointing one way and another bulging disc pointing the other way. Yeah. Couldn't feel my leg. Pain all the way down the right side. Anyway, so I did what the doctors told me, did all my exercise. But I really started to think that my lower back was probably under so much pressure because my upper spine had just lost every bit of flexibility I ever had. So when I was doing all the stretches, when you go back and do the physio and, you know, you just, the doctors told me, he said, just do everything right and you've got no um, damage to your vertebrae. Mm-hmm. He said, you should be right, mm. but just do everything right. So I did. Um, and when you get stretched, because they start to stretch you once your back gets a little bit better, they stretch your neck and they stretch. And it was really clear to this guy. He said, I could, I was very mobile, my follow through way for mm-hmm. my spine, but my backswing, I was really tight in my upper back. And then when he was doing my neck stretches, um, I can turn my head to the right a long way, but the way you need it to be able to is turn it to the left and I couldn't yeah. so he's showing me that mate you've hit so many golf balls in your golf professional life and your life as a junior player trying to be a professional golfer he said this happens a bit you expect it to be really mobile but in actual fact it tightens up down the track he said you've got to stretch it otherwise you put if, you, if your upper spine can't move then your lower spine has to go too much and you put all the pressure on it so you know, I'm now rolling on rolling on bloody little kids' footballs and doing all kinds of stuff to try and stay mobile. And I'm looking at my swing on the video, and all of a sudden, you know, all the stretches that I'm doing um, and turning of the hips, I'm now starting to get a, a longer shoulder turn. Mm-hmm. And my neck pain that I used to have, and I couldn't work out why I had so much neck pain. I thought it was because you know, I'm at a computer most of the time these days. I thought that was what it was from. My neck pain's fixed up right. because I'm stretching. So all I'm doing is... I'm not stretching the ways that don't need to be stretched. I'm only stretching 
my head, so I'm pushing my pushing my chin to the left and stretching it out going that way because I'm a right-handed golfer and, and stretching for my backswing, for my upper and trying to keep it all night. And the difference is amazing. Mm. And the doctors are all saying it, you know. Every doctor, once you get a little bit older, unless you're a freak like Sam Sneed, who was the most limber man in the history of golf, <laughs> that your upper spine, that's the one that needs to be stretched. Otherwise, you're putting too much pain, too much uh, stress on the bottom. Yep. So you, you, you live go. and Lesson learn. for everyone. You live and learn. I'm still not going to do warm-ups on the first tee, though. I just I do it before and in the car on the way there. <laughs> Don't do warm-ups on the first tee. So you're not going to be on your back doing your stretches no, and your roll. No, you look like an idiot. Roll-throughs and... You, you know, look like an idiot. You do. Actually, you genuinely do. You do look yeah. like an idiot. Yeah. Do it somewhere else. Yeah. I'm, I'm, do it I'm, in the car park. Or something. Do, it, do it at home. Do yeah. it in the car. You don't have to do too many stretches. Just do a few and just stay nice and loose. I love it. Have we got a masterclass <laughs> anytime do, soon? We do, right after this. You right. got a good one? I will have a very good one on. Let me just think for a second. I right. promise I'll have a good one on the other side of the Stick break. Stick around. Masterclass coming up to finish the show. Marco's Masterclass. Welcome back. It is the Clubhouse. Time to get a free golf lesson from Mark Allen every week for Club Mandalay. Play golf at Club Mandalay's Golf in Melbourne's North. Mm. Clubmandalay.com.au. Always save 10% off too uh, on Marco. Just use the code CMGOLF when you book online at clubmandalay.com.au. Fantastic fun watching everybody putt at Augusta because it's the place where you get most nerves. Mm. And when the nerves come, the best players try and stay still. And it doesn't always work because if you stay too still, then your arms have to work. That's right. And your arms and your shoulders aren't working. And it was beautiful listening to the Nick Feldo commentary all week. He's won three times at Augusta, Mm -hmm. understands it. Your shoulders have to do a lot of the work. Your shoulders have to move as much as your arms do. Think about that for a second. Yes. You've got to imagine that your arms and your shoulder line is one triangle. The triangle never breaks its shape. So if you are trying to stay still under pressure, a lot of the time your shoulders stop moving and your arms take over and then that triangle breaks down. So what's very important to do, to keep the triangle in the same shape, you have to have a loose neck and you have to try to relax the neck. But also, you've got to use your shoulders. Don't use your hands and do not use your arms when you putt. It's all about shoulders. But you want that try again. There's a triangle made between your hands, your arms, and your shoulders. That has to stay in the same shape the whole time. And you can see, watch your playing partners today. Watch them when they miss their putts. When they've got a putt for birdie or they've got a putt for a, for a par and it's their third par in a row or whatever it might be, watch the shape. And if their shoulders aren't moving as much as their arms, you know they're doing it wrong. So the way that Nick Feldo got his message across last week at Augusta and the way that you need to putt um, all the time, whether under pressure or, or not, is that it all comes from the shoulders. Yeah. Every little bit. Now, there are going to be some older golfers out there that have always used their hands. If, you, if you're a real wristy putter, I don't mind that so much if that's why you've always done it because, you know, it actually ends up being that you don't have to move too much. But if you're not using your wrists, you have to use your shoulders. Mm. Absolutely, 100%, no arguments must be done. If you use your shoulders and keep your head still, you're going to putt that much better. It is a joke. Love it. But if you're a wristy, if you're you know if you're 70 years old and you've always been a wristy putter, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. Don't change it. Keep doing it. But if you've brought, been brought up in the age where it's a one-piece putting stroke, don't one-piece it with hands and arms. One-piece it with the shoulders. Nice. I like it. You'll hold more putts. I need Have to. you been playing this week? I need to. Have you been playing? Uh, I didn't play last week. It's a short week. It's, um, when are we having that game? We'll play soon. 
One Friday. Yep. All right. Let's yep. do it. Good right. on you, Jules. Hey, good, good to stuff, see you, buddy. Marco. Good Masters wrap. If you missed any of the show, podcast it. Clubhouse. Players Championship, the next big one. Oh, yes. In May. Looking forward to then it. Then the US Open. Then the Open. Bang. Then the PGA. It's major season. See you, buddy. Looking forward to it. We'll see you next week.